Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the drama. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. By the special grace of God, you will win. No matter what you confront, victory is certain in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Without doubt, we all have our struggles. And the greatest struggle, they are the internal struggles. We pray that this afternoon, we will come to the place of victory. And that all that has held us down shall losing their grip in our lives in the name of Jesus. Send help, O God. Grant us a victory that shall never be taken away from us. This afternoon, we ask Daddy that you will speak to us. Open the scriptures unto us. Let us live here rejoicing, knowing that we have met with the one who is able to bless. And his blessings are permanent when he blesses. To you, our Father, be all the honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. I think um, everybody deserves a round of applause today from the worship team to the, even the offering, the News 31. Wasn't that lovely? Hallelujah. And the drama. May the Lord bless you all abundantly in Jesus' name. This afternoon, we just quickly talk about fruitfulness. Remember, we, we believe the Lord is laying in our hearts that this month of October, uh, we're already on the 11th day. It's uh, a month of fruitfulness, that we shall focus on fruitfulness, trusting God to open the treasures of heaven unto us. And my prayer is that we shall be fruitful. Please let every word of prayer be personalized. I say, you shall be fruitful in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if I were to ask us and and just say, what is the most important thing that brings you fruit? What is the most important part of fruitfulness? Um, I guess there will quite be a few answers. What what is the most important thing? Somebody says seed. Yes, okay. Any other thoughts? The soil, good. Yes. Any other thoughts? The conditions, yes. Any other thoughts? So we have ended up with three most important things. Hallelujah. Eh? Eh? God gives the increase. Okay? Hallelujah. Please turn with me to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 48, and then we'll just look at one or two things very quickly, and we will pray. Amen. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 48, Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Hallelujah. You probably are wondering what has that got to do with fruitfulness. But of course, you probably will easily see from there that the most important factor there is the king promoted. Amen. And Daniel himself is a typical man who was fruitful in his life. I mean, this man did very well. He was taken away as a slave boy from 
Israel into another kingdom. And thereabouts, suddenly you rose through the, the, the ranks and became about the most important person outside the king in the country that he was taken to. And so he, his life can be said to be very fruitful. He met oppositions. I mean, he, he never stopped him. He kept on increasing and doing well and doing well. And so I looked at it very carefully and I found out that, as I think one, somebody just said, that there's another factor, even before fruit, sorry, before seed, before soil, that determines whether there will be fruitfulness. Because every condition can be fulfilled without the supply, or in fact, those conditions cannot be fulfilled without God supplying them. Hallelujah. And so this man, Daniel, fulfilled that bill. He fit the bill very well. And so the short admonition we have this afternoon will be titled, The First Prerequisite of Fruitfulness. And what is it? Favor. Favor, the first prerequisite of fruitfulness. And, and I, I probably will define favor differently from the way you will define it. I believe if you use the life of Daniel to talk about this favor, something was standing out in the life of Daniel. You know one thing that stood out? He got the right attention from the right people at the right time. I repeat myself, and if you don't take anything away this afternoon, please take that away. That is the beginning and end of it. To get the right attention uh-huh, from the right people at the right time. That's favor. If you are able to have someone to focus on you, and the life of Daniel spoke of that. In Daniel chapter 1 verse 9, immediately he was taken into captivity. The man they gave him and the younger boys to um, so that the man could take care of them, he took a liking to this man. Now God had brought Daniel into what? The favor and goodwill of the eunuchs. And from that moment, that was his life. Another place he had favor with the king of the land. Another favor he had favor with um, even the lion. Because that's something. I mean, he was thrown to the lions then rather than the lions, you know, just hating him. The lions started just playing with him. And I believe that God can bring us into such a position in which even what is supposed to kill us become our friends. The very enemy that's supposed to work against you becomes the one that begins to celebrate you. In actual fact, the Bible says, if a man's ways, what, pleases the Lord, he makes what? His enemies to be his friend. And so favor is predicated on the fact that all situations and circumstances will fit perfectly for you and everything will work glove in hand for you. And that is the source and the beginning of our fruitfulness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, the seed is given by God, not by man. Because it says there, 2 Corinthians is there, now may he who what supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and what? Increase the fruits of your righteousness. And God makes his son to shine upon the righteous and the unrighteous. Because it is the God factor that determines fruitfulness at the end of the day. Unless he supplies, unless one is favored by him, you can sow as much as you like without the breath of God upon it comes to nothing. Fruitfulness, and we look at a few areas in which God desires and wants us to be fruitful. And it must start with his favor. Hallelujah. 
if a few years back, I, I don't know whether you've been in such, such situations like that before. You know, you, you say things and you look back and you say, ah, why did I say that? You know, I, I, was, I was working um, in some place um, in London and, and I remember clearly, and that's right, as a back hospital and I, I was having a dealing with a particular woman. She works in the laboratory there. And we just got talking, I mean, with, with a few other people around. And I was trying to share with them the need... You know, for it wasn't sharing really. We we're all just talking, talking away. I think it was lunchtime, and um, it, it dawned on me. And I said, "Well, you don't stop your children from being what they want to be, and uh, even if they want to be a pianist or they want to sing or or they want to be a footballer, well, everybody will say yes to that one. There's a lot of money there. I mean, you know. So, but, but this woman said something that shook me. She said, "What happens if you cannot identify any gift in your child?" And where, where you, you, may, you may reel from that. Two things were wrong there. Number one, the inability to know that every child has got something special. So I assume that everybody knows. And many a times we get into situations in which we become so opinionated. We think that you know, everybody understands what we are saying. Let me tell you where I'm going. I sat back from that day forward. And I stopped assuming that everybody understands what I understand. I stop assuming that just dropping a statement where everybody should know that no, everybody don't have to know it because it takes God to have made it known unto you. It takes God to have made it to have understanding. Sometimes you look at people and say, you you don't understand that. I'm not talking of science. I'm not talking of great art. I'm talking of simple things of life. So if we will walk at all, we must start from that position that all that we have, we have from God. And that is the beginning of whatever you will enjoy or you will manifest in terms of fruitfulness. You know it, but what God is asking me to tell you this afternoon, let that be the forebunner of your heart. That God is the one that is the most important factor and his favor is the most important thing that can bring fruitfulness unto you. i give you another example. And, and it's, it's a world of difference when God is involved. I traveled to East Africa over the past week, and uh, I went on a compassion trip. Um, you know, the compassion, we sponsor many children in compassion as a church, and it, it was a cathartic experience for me. It was the most God-wrenching experience for me. I've been a few places, Far East, Africa, and all the rest of the Americas. And, but but that, that trip into those villages changed my life. And one of the things I noticed that, you know, we went to one of the villages and, um, you know, we have a bunch of our 15 children worshipping on the altar. They just had all these drums and they were playing. And there are these six-year-olds, seven-year-olds lifting holy hands unto the Lord. And I had my camera with me, my phone camera, and I was taking a picture. And um, I just discovered that after a time, I put my phone down, I looked on my left Everybody put their phone down, and we're all worshiping God with these children. Now, we're so worshiping God, <laughs> there was no dry eye in the room. And I was wondering, I said, Lord, what, what, why, why did you bring us here to come and experience this? I mean, I'm talking of poverty. Some of you probably were talking of, you know poverty, you've not, you don't know what poverty is. I mean, I'm talking of real, real poverty. Children that will need to walk five miles just before they can get water to fetch. And in that place, there was so much of a sense of hopelessness. But immediately, the compassion got into the situation and started raising these children. 
they began to manifest a kind of boldness that you will, that even those of us here probably, in fact, that I don't have. Let me, let me be very specific. The girl that introduced us into the, into the program because they started going to do a presentation for us, she picked the microphone. 12-year-old girl. And uh, maybe I'll teach you one thing that they, they taught us there. I mean, it's very, very interesting. And she said, good morning, you know, with very nice Eastern and Southern African kind of accent. He said, good morning, everybody. I'm going to be your uncle to the 12 years. And she was really, in fact, we all said, man, you are in charge. She had a boldness right from the place of nothingness into the place of supreme authority. And we started, God, what, what could make a difference? How could you come in? These are normally children are supposed to walk with their heads bowed. These are not like children that are supposed to walk without any hope at all. Now, where I'm going with that, and this just come to my heart now to, to share this with you, is that when the God factor comes in, they were all born again anyway, and you could see it from their demeanor. They're not playing church. They're just not playing church at all. These children are thoroughly sold out to the Lord. I mean, they're not just talking about dream. They're not performing. I mean, they... Most of the time when we worship there, okay, the worship leader today was asking us at the state to close our eyes. These children throughout worship, they just closed their eyes. They were lost. They were just lost. Hopefully, one of the ones that can show you some of the pictures I took. This six-year-old especially, the boy wasn't taller than this. And then later on, they gave him a microphone to preach to us. Yes, he did. He preached for 90 seconds. <laughs> and the preaching was simply, if you obey God... And you follow God, God will bless you. And he said it about five times. But behind that, there was a lot of power and confidence that was there. And every life was touched. So touched that it was also almost going to be like, let's go back and learn from there. What is the difference? The God factor. That was the God factor. Now, the story didn't end there. These children are so transformed that one of them will be here on the 11th of November. That one went through the program. I, I just couldn't stop it because patients will be coming to the UK, I think, from the week of that eighth. And I said, look, look, I just told the guy, and I said, let us say, that's fine. They, they know that. She's risen. I won't, I won't steal a fire. Wait until that day and you hear it. It's a Wednesday meeting. She was not... Uh, she is not, rather, um, a six-year-old, not a 12-year-old. She's now, I think, a 23-year-old. And we will see the progression from where the Lord has taken her to where she is now. Don't miss it. The story will blow your mind beyond anything you can imagine. And all comes to one thing. To be fruitful in life, the issue of God favoring you must come in. Don't forget, there were thousands of children, there are only a few God sponsored. And that's what I'm going to challenge us as time goes on to please, it's a good grant to sow into. In actual fact, how many of us are sponsoring a child here? A few of us, amen. And I, I, I'm planning that even the one we, we, we sow, we, we will increase that number. And you can't, you can't just lose. Because one of these days, the prophetic is that one of those abject poverty children will become a president of a nation. And then the joy of it that that child, either your sponsor or or you are part of it, will be a great blessing unto you as well. Hallelujah. So how do we get the favor of God? In what areas? Areas of highlight. That's what I call it. I mentioned three very quickly and we will pray. Number one, in temptation and life choices, Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Please put that up for me. 
Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. He says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Walk worthy of the Lord, being fruitful in every good work. What is that one telling me? That as we go through life, and that's one major thing I share with the workers this morning. As we go through life, brethren, there's so much of temptation, so much of pitfalls, so much of booby traps on the way. So, so much. It's only the unwise that we just walk as if there's no, <laughs> there are no challenges outside. I'm not talking about job now. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your survival as a child of God, your survivor. Uh, you not finding yourself in an embarrassing situation in which the promise of God may not be fulfilled. And so, even in temptations and life crisis, we're going to be fruitful. You will need the extra edge called favor. Somebody say favor. And what is favor again? By our definition, favor is? Eh? All right. Having the right attention from and at the right time. And I look at the scripture and I saw two examples of two people. One made it to the end of the call God has placed upon his life. The other one did not make it. Do you know the difference? The difference was favor. Even in sinning or not sinning. Even in going through or not going through. You better take this favor matter seriously. I mean, when I look at it, it blew my mind. Saul was an example. He faced tough life choices. And when he needed the right person, uh-huh, uh, when he needed the right attention from the, at the right time, he didn't get it. When that man decided to, if you know the Bible story, that would be helpful if you don't, I'll just paraphrase it for you. This man was made king and he was being mentored by a priest, the spiritual head over him. And the, the name of that man was who? Samuel. And so the man saw, you know, after he got there, started very well, very humble and all the rest of that. And he was so tall. He was the giant amongst the children of Israel. He said from his shoulder upward, he was taller than them and was also very handsome. Anyway, to cut the long story short, one of the days, this man made a mistake. You know, he was waiting to have uh, this man Samuel come, and the man didn't turn up in time. Gave him seven days, seven days came, the man didn't turn up. Whose fault was that? Whose fault was that? If you ask that, if you say you will come in seven days, I know you're afraid to say it was Samuel's fault, because you are children of God. Eh? But looking at it from the surface, I mean, you say you're going to come in seven days, why didn't you turn up? And so the guy waited, and the life wasn't made any easy for him at all. Because we studied the book of 1 Samuel before, you remember, and we had a lot of discussion around that. Anyway, to cut the long story short, it turned out that the man was under so much pressure. People were saying, well, we need to do this sacrifice before the enemies overrun us. Well, then the man turned around and did the sacrifice. Immediately finished the sacrifice, what happened? Samuel showed up. And Samuel showed up. Instead of Samuel said, okay, and you know, as happened to another person that we talk about, Samuel said, why did you sacrifice? He didn't get the right attention from the right person at the time he needed it. And that defined that man. Believe you me, it's only when we see God that we have answer to all these things. But a person can pray himself into favor. You can pray yourself to the extent that, Lord, let not my mistake define me. You know, we've made that, we've, we've prayed that prayer. But do you follow those daily prayers? You better take them seriously. They take time. Let not my error define me. There are some people, all the good they've done, we'll be forgotten in one day because of one error. But where favor is working, believe you me, it was as if you never made that error. And God is never partial. How he works is we don't know. 
But you can desire that that shall be your portion as well. So that was the beginning of the end for Saul. Another place he went to go and fight a battle. And over there, he took what should not take. And the man came. In fact, it was so bad that the, <laughs> it, was, it was as if he could not put that foot a foot right. I mean, he was pleading with Samuel. He says, please don't leave now. Please don't leave. And in the midst of that, come today, you know, in the midst of that, how, how costly is your suit? Because I may tear it. No, because that's what happened. It's primary. All right. it's primary. <laughs> Uh, you are not telling the truth. You are not telling the truth. This look like super like Hugo Boss here. Yeah, all right, okay. All right, so anyway, this is Samuel, amen. And then in the midst of all that, he said, Please don't go. You, Samuel, try and go now. He said, Please don't go, don't go. In the midst of it, he grabbed it respectfully and the suit tore. Now, oh, come on. Thank you, sir. And so, you know, what, you know what Samuel said to him? He said, The kingdom has been torn away from your heart. No right attention from the right person at the right time. And yet another man killed, slept with somebody's wife. And God decided, well, of course, there are antecedents of what good things he has done. But at the end of the day, who was, be, who was the greater offender, humanly speaking? David or Saul? David. And he said, my goodness, I will never remove from him. Lord, favor us. Because we talk so much about keeping your slate clean. But if God, your slate clean. But if God does not help you, believe you me, one is toast. It takes God to be there. Do you know some people want to make a misstep? At that moment, something just happened that you can't go out to do me misstep. It's favor. I'm not talking about favor of getting money now. I'm talking of a deeper favor. Favor in which God will just make up his mind and I say, you know this one? Everyone will be moved. Everywhere will be moved to make sure. And if peradventure, even if peradventure, you decide to work against everything I want to do to help you, rather than you perish, I will remove you from here. Do you know some people have signed that contract? Some of us have signed that contract. That he becomes that, oh God, because heaven is so real. If he becomes that, Lord, cut it short. Cut it short, if it, if it was that. And it's not going to be vulgar by the special grace of God. David lived long, despite his errors. Favor. Is somebody heard what we're saying? So don't leave here cocky. Don't leave here too short of yourself. <laughs> oh, don't leave here. You know, I've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's. Leave here. God, have mercy and has shown me favor. Even in the hour of temptation. Show me favor. Blot my errors. Do not let the only thing said about me be the mistakes I made. Let what shall be said about me be as if I never made a mistake. Because that is the cross of favor that God has got in stock for us. I shared with you before the man Joseph, you know, as a contrast unto the man Saul. Amen? You know? And, you know, we've taken David as a contract. But Joseph was a man. We talk about the five favors of Joseph. You remember? And then some time ago, maybe in this group or somewhere else, it was so instructive to me. I was reading my Bible one of the days, and I saw that this boy, mine, was favored. In Genesis chapter 37, verse 3, now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Number one favor from dad. Amen? Remember, favor is about having the right attention from the right person at the right time, isn't it? 
Now, there was a place when favor too happened. They were going to sell him to slavery. Everybody was against him. Now, favor does not mean that people will not be against you. Are you hearing me? Now, favor means that those that matter will be the one on your side where you need it. Uh-huh. So, don't go away from here. Favor, 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 because you may get to work tomorrow. Come on. Real fire may come. I said, but pastor said yesterday, there will be no, 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 I didn't say that. What I said is that the, the attention that is useful and needed, that's what you will get. Because the whole world may be against you. If God will raise the important person to be on your side, he will be on your side. Reuben was number one of the family. And Reuben decided to say, guys, you're not going to sell that boy. I don't know how. Reuben, before he got messed up or whatever, somehow he prevailed on that. They were going to kill him. They were going to kill you, remember? He said, kill him. Reuben said, don't kill him. He got the right attention from the right person at the right time. That saved his life. He left that place. He went into the prison. So he went to Potiphar's house. There's a woman that was going to destroy her there. To destroy him there, rather. And what was his, what was her there? That was a Potiphar's wife. But in that house, he got the, the, the attention of Potiphar. And that made it. And on and on. Until eventually got to Pharaoh's palace. Hallelujah. Please, I plead with you. Don't be filled with your own ability. If I don't repeat that enough today, whatever you've heard me say before, take this home today. Without God's help, you, we are all finished. So if you, don't, if, you, if, you, if you think, if you want to switch off, now you can switch off. I've given you the word of the Lord. Without God's favor and help, you cannot make it. Number two area. And that was a bread and butter issue. You can preach that. Physical blessing. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. You remember that very well. So many boats were by the seaside. It was only the boat of Peter that was taken. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. It might be good to go and read that on your own time. Uh, Luke chapter 4, 25 to 27. Luke 4, 25 to 27. There are many widows in Israel. It was to, it was to the widow of Zarephath. There are many lepers in Israel. That's what the Bible says. It was who? To Naaman in Syria. So God can bypass things around us and can step things in the direction that he chooses to step into. Number three, in spiritual sustainability. Peter and Judas, and I've talked about that, all that temptation and life choices, but it's so important, and that seems to be the center of my message today. Because I'm sensing there's a lot of rumbling. The enemy is, you know, going on about to stop you from entering to where God wants you to be. And we're not going to allow that. Peter and Judas. Now, how many children, do you, how, many, how many people in this room know any child, either your child or somebody's child, that is named Peter? Peter, how many? I want to pray for them, all the Peters. You know somebody that's called Peter close to, please raise your hand very well. Okay, just a few. So the reference of we don't know any child named Peter. Okay, you know Peter's, but you don't know any child that is named Peter recently. All right, God bless you. All these Peter's, wherever they are, Lord, they've been a source of teaching for us today. Bless them wherever they are, Lord. And we say that right from the bottom of our hearts. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. How many, thank you, God bless you, thank you very much. How many are in this room that know any child Either yours or somebody else's that is named Judas. No, 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 not Iscariot. Just Judas. 
Both were disciples. Both followed Jesus. Both denied him. One stood. One fell. In actual fact, Jesus so labored hard that Peter would not go. He did everything. For the other one, he said, what you want to do, go and do quickly. Now don't ask me why. You see, that's a common error people make. They say there are people in some far-flung part of the world that are not saved. Why are they not saved? The question I ask you is that, why don't you thank God that you are saved? Because if you cherish your salvation, you will be thankful for what you have. You don't go on about, what about those that don't hear the gospel? You have heard the gospel, what have you done with it? And so, even to stay to the end of the journey, we need that hand of God working on our behalf. And with that hand working on your behalf, you can be absolutely sure you will make it to the end. Before I close with this last verse, I want to pray a prayer right from the bottom of my heart for everybody in here, everybody in here. That no one here will live with that sense of I can make it on my own. Whether, no, 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 no. Nobody will say that out of their mouth, but their actions may say it. I was discussing with a few, I was discussing with a man not many days ago, and within the space of 10 minutes, this man has reeled out of his own diary or wherever you want to call it. One, two, three. About four people that he believed fell into sin. And I said, this is, I, don't, I don't live my life like that. He said, that's not a define. And so I sat in there and I called you. I said, the way you are going, I was very blunt with him. You are setting yourself to fall. Because he said the first one, I said, but before you start making, thinking that, uh, you know, maybe because, uh, uh, you know, I'm also into some, I said, by the grace of God, uh, not now and not in future. But, please, watch your statement. He knew what is wrong with everybody. He knew one that was looking the way he should not look. And what, after the first one, he said, I made an excuse for that one. He said the next one, I made an excuse for that one. He said the third one, and the fourth one, I set him down. I said, the way you are going. The way you are going. And that's why above all things, if we're going to be fruitful in every good work, if we're going to be fruitful in children, if we're going to be fruitful in our career and fill in the blank, above all things, remember that it is God and God only. And it takes his favor to do it. What is our anchor verse for the month? And we use that to pray. Leviticus chapter 26. Please put verse 9 on the screen. Now, the way this thing works is that you know, when you go to preach, God gives you a word. He gives me a word that I should preach about favor. And I to be honest with you, when he gave me that verse, I didn't even remember at all that verse when I was preparing this message. I said, well, we can't preach it. That's what I started with, Daniel chapter 2, verse 48. So after I finished, I said, what's well, our anchor verse for the month? And that's our anchor verse. For I will what? Read, read it with me. For?
The first part for I do what? Look or you what? What is the start of fruitfulness, multiplication, and confirmation of covenant? Evil. And that was it. That was it. He said, it is the favor of God that will bring fruitfulness, multiplication. The other call I want to make is not the one you will raise hand. It's not the one you will raise hand. The other call I want to make is that you have erred from the way. The Lord is saying, I will have mercy. You find yourself into indecent things that you shouldn't do. And the Lord says, I will help you out. Now what you are into, you can't tell anybody. You know it is only between you and God. But he says that he will help you out. And his favor will be upon you. Please rise on your feet with me and let us pray. Whatever position you may be, in a minute, we will use that Bible verse to pray. I want all of us to throw ourselves into his hand. All of us to throw ourselves into his hand. When I was somewhere else and I remember, you know, a man was asking, it was on this trip, to be honest with you, um, the local pastor there was asking about another pastor that came years back. Uh, it's from down south. It's one of the churches there. And um, so he said, hi, it's Pastor XYZ. Uh, he said, it was a very nice man when he came. And you know, this other guy, you know, he said something very painful and profound, but said it very well because I know his, the hand of God is upon the man that spoke. He says, sadly, he ran into some issues and is no longer in ministry because he had a relationship at the outside of his marriage. And that he said it very well. And, and there was a hush all over the place. The enemy is on the rampage. He's on the rampage. Pray that God will keep you. Pray that you will be a special subject of favor to the extent that all the plans and purposes of the devil will not come to pass in your life. I leave you for a few minutes just, just talk to God in your own way. Whichever way this message has impacted you, I commit you unto the hand of him who is able to help you and by the power of the Holy Spirit to bring you into the place of getting closer unto him that the hand of evil will be broken and the grace of God will come. Yours might not be, you know, immorality, you know, physical or sexual morality. It may be lying. It may be some incredible degree of pride. And God says he wants to help us today. You know, and because fruitfulness is not just about physical fruitfulness, the greatest fruit we can bear is the fruit of the Spirit. And it takes God to help you. If I were to list all the fruits here and ask you to go and walk upon them, I would have not helped us. But today you are talking to God. You're talking to God. Over the dean of my voice, just talk to God. 
just to give you some you know, some 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 voice of of, of you know of, of privacy to just to over that to, to express yourself before him lord help me lord help me lord help me protect us oh god let not the scheme and the plan and the purpose of the enemy come to pass but let it be your good pleasure and your good will let no one in this room be so full of their own self's ability but let all trust in you the only god who is able to deliver and to bring us out in the name of the lord jesus you need help we need help we need that that god factor the favor of god Yours might be something more physical. Maybe an application is pending somewhere. You need favor. You need God to raise somebody to speak for you on your behalf when you are not there. Yours may be about even a health problem. You even need the right person on duty in the hospital that will manage things the way they ought to manage it. You need all that. You can't do without right attention from the right person at the right time. And as you step into that, the Lord will turn your story around. Had a story of many people that they are deciding something wrong and fatal about them. But God raised help. He raised a man to give them the right attention. Not the wrong attention, the right attention. And uh, it was timely. And so that shall be your own portion as well. Why don't you speak unto God? When the time of praying, right? I need favor. I need favor in the work of ministry. I need the right kind of networking and connection. I need favor in my work with God. I need favor in making sure that I don't say what I shouldn't say. Don't think what I do shouldn't think. Don't do what I don't need to do because favor of God must count for you. Favor must count. Lift up your hearts unto the Lord above all, brothers and sisters, friends. Let him meet you at the point of your knee. This is the time to do it yourself, to pray it. Lord, have mercy. Show me favor. Show me favor. In the name of Jesus. Jacob, he was shown in the sketch. He wrestled with God and he prevailed. And God gave him the right attention. He gave him at the right time. And his story changed therefrom to the extent that his old name passed away and new name was given unto him. I don't know how well you are doing. You may be doing so gloriously well, but to stay doing well, you will need the favor of God. To be sustained unto the end, we will need this favor. And I would just like you to take a moment just to talk to God. Oh, it's not just about somebody praying for us. It's about us holding the hand of the Father. Because this week, if you will call on the name of the Lord very well, not only will you excel in spiritual things, you will also excel in all those physical things that are dear to your heart. And the Lord will visit you. Oh, send me, oh God, the right person who will give me the right attention in a timely manner. In the name of the Lord Jesus, call on the name of the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. For I will look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. Lord, look on me favorably. Look on us favorably. Look on us favorably. 
As that Bible verse is there, if, if we just please put it there, whether we're looking at it on the screen here or we're looking at it remotely, let's just focus on that, on, on that particular verse and pray it through for another minute or so. That the Lord will look on you favorably and that he will make me to be fruitful. The look that makes a person to have everything in place to be fruitful and to multiply and to have every promise confirmed. Lord, that is our heart cry. Look, oh Lord, on me favorably. Turn it into your own prayer, in your own words. And Lord, make me fruitful, I pray. Fruitful in winning souls. Fruitful in doing the work of the ministry as well. Call me fruitful in my personal work with you. Fruitful in my family circumstance, oh God. And Lord, make these children of yours to be fruitful in their body. Somebody's womb shall be fruitful. Somebody's loin shall be fruitful. Somebody's brain shall be fruitful in their academics. Somebody's, you know, career shall not be in the dry patch anymore but shall enter the face of fruitfulness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 4 Samuel 2.26, he said, And Samuel had favor with God and with men. Luke chapter 2, verse 52, that said, And the child Jesus grew, and he had favor with God and with men. Acts chapter 2, verse 47, I say, And the church enjoyed favor with the brethren, and the church grew. We're going to pray that this local church we have favor with God. We have favor with men. That wherever we have a program coming in December, it's a flashy program every year, that God will make the church to enjoy uncommon favor in the land in the name of Jesus. And any door shut against us shall be opened and there shall be fruitfulness there shall be multiplication and there shall be confirmation of the covenant of the Lord lift up your voice and pray that Lord make this local church to be fruitful Lord above all make us to be favored in the land raise help oh God that the call that you have placed upon us as the church may be fulfilled this is the house of prayer. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And so please express yourself. Stand in the gap with the brothers and sisters in Christ. And let's call down the hand of the Lord. That God will make this local church to be favored in this nation. Favored in this city. Favored in the land. And so that people, oh God, we easily and readily accept the gospel and yield unto him and join us to bring more souls to the Lord. This is a pivotal prayer. This is a very central prayer. This is a very important prayer. Lord, make this local church to enjoy favor in this nation. And let this favor, oh God, bring fruitfulness. Let it bring increase. And let every promise you have for us as a people come to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, call on the name of this, our wonderful and loving Father. Hallelujah. Please hear us today, Lord. Hear us, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
Finally, Psalm 102. Now read verse 13. Say, so you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the said time has come. There shall be no more delay. As the Lord God of Israel lives, as you and I step out of this auditorium this afternoon, you will and I will discover that the game has changed in our favor. That wheresoever there seems to be resistance, angels, ministering spirits, they'll be released on our behalf and they will turn the heart of men in our favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. So we pray, Psalm 102 verse 13 as a confessional prayer. And you pray that with all your energy. Don't pray just as a selfish prayer. Pray it for your neighbor. Pray it for the church. Pray it for our city. That God will look on this city favorably. Aberdeen, God will set his good eyes upon you in the name of Jesus. The pain and the gloom and the darkness shall lift and the light will shine in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so you will lift your voices with mine. And you pray, pray this with all passion and, and, and energy and faith above all. And so we will pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word say, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, Father, arise, have mercy on fountain of love, on your church, on my family. Have mercy for the time to favor us. Yes, the set time has come. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and declare that. Cry out with your heart. Oh, for thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion and have mercy on my family and have mercy on your church and have mercy on my city. Yes, the set time has come. Favor us, oh God. Favor us so that we may be fruitful. Favor us so that our lives may be turned around. Favor, oh God, favor us. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And we're not talking of a selfish favor. A favor that we draw men and women to your kingdom. A favor that we turn the heart of those that are lost back unto you. Oh, my shenderi Send your hand of mercy and favor, oh God. Bring your prayer to the close. Bring your prayer to the close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the time to favor us has come. Because it's not going to be by power. It's not by might. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. So I declare in the name that is above all names. That concerning you, 
concerning this church, concerning this city. The Lord will arise and have mercy on us in the name of Jesus. This is the time to favor us. The time to give us those things that we cannot work for. Time to release unto us the grace that we cannot labor for. Lord, arise and have mercy in the name of the Lord Jesus. For this is the time to favor us. Thank you, Father. This is the time to favor us. Yes, it is now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I humbly ask, Father, there, this room next week, to the praise and glory of your name, there shall be testimonies of clear-cut favor. We vow only one thing, Lord. And that vow, I believe as many as we agree with me, we will pay that vow, is that we shall let the world know that there is one who can turn a person from nothing unto something. From zero unto hero. From stumbling unto standing. And so, Father, the grace even to fulfill that vow we receive of you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, right attention from the right people at the right time. We don't want somebody to say, ah, if you have come yesterday, I will have heard. We don't want people to say, well, if it had been tomorrow, I will have heard. The help for the moment, the attention and the right one for the moment from the right people receive in the name of the Lord Jesus. He that was with Joseph is with us. He that was with Moses is with you. He that was with Daniel is with us. He that was with Samuel, with Jesus, he is still your God. And you will say, have mercy, O God. And favor us, Lord. We give you all the honor and glory. You deserve it, O God. O Shekari Alaba, give him praise. We have come unto Mount Zion. He said that time to favor Zion. He said on Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. There shall be deliverance. There shall be deliverance. Someone is loose right now from the bondage of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah to him. We worship you, Father. We give you praise and majesty. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah.